Okay, well, I'm in Copenhagen. When we last talked, I was on the third floor of the parking garage at Dorval Airport, and as we talk now, I am sitting in my hotel room at the Cab Inn, Scandinavia, in downtown Copenhagen. I'm uh, looking out at what appears to be a very nicely set up elementary school in an old building. There's a big... Uh, what looks to have perhaps once been the garage, but it has a big bay window in front of it, and it's filled with cow print pillows. And then there's all sorts of construction paper cutouts on the windows. Uh, my room, I'm in room two, so I'm right on the ground floor and can look right out onto the sidewalk here. Uh, I'm sort of in a residentially neighborhood. I haven't really had much chance to walk around, and even my walk here was a little... Uh, well, I wasn't really that awake, so, and I'm not really that awake now, so this will be short. Uh, my flight from Montreal to London was relatively uneventful, uh, boarded on time. The airport was deserted by the time we left. Uh, it was the last flight out from Dorval that night at 10.30, so uh, the lounge when I was there uploading the last podcast, there was probably six people in it compared to three, four hundred, or at least it seemed that many, a couple hours earlier, so... Uh, the flight over was on a 767, which I think might be the first time I've ever flown one of those. Uh, we've flown the Airbus 320s before. Uh, the And, for example, we flew the Airbus 320 to France last month. Uh, the 767 in the economy has way, way more comfortable seats. So if you have any chance and you're flying Air Canada to London, uh, I would opt for the 767 flight from Montreal if I had the choice. I really actually was able to get sleep, which, not tremendous sleep, but uh, the A320 seats were like cardboard, and these were not quite like butter, but at least they were comfortable. Uh, the vegetarian meal was the same, rice, beans, and rice cake. Um, sort of felt like I was living a Puritan existence, but it was hot and filled me up again, so I'm not complaining. Uh, I did realize one thing, uh, the flight, usually when I've taken flights to Europe, or I sound like I do this every day, but in past, the past three times, four times I've taken flights to Europe, I've left on a flight that usually leaves around seven, six, seven, eight o'clock, and of course that means you get in, you're really usually the first flight in to whatever European airport you are landing at, six, seven a.m., which means that you're landing in your time zone at like two or three in the morning, which of course just amplifies all the normal tiredness and jet lag. Uh, the advantage of flying from Montreal to London and leaving at 10.30 means you get to London at 10.30 the next morning, and that makes it 5.30, 6.30? I can't keep it straight. 4.30? Anyway, it's a more normal time given one's normal body clock, so conceivably if you were an early riser, which I'm not, you could actually sort of not feel that jet lagged, I think, in theory. Anyway, uh, Heathrow was easy because I didn't have to change terminals, although I did find that you have to go through security, uh, even though you're just going out of one gate and in another. Uh, it's a special sort of inner security, but the laptop comes out in the whole nine yards. Uh, I did hunker down in the Air Canada lounge, which is actually sort of the SAS lounge that Air Canada cohabits with them. And I did, in fact, find that it does have showers even in the departure lounge. Uh, although I didn't have enough time to actually have a shower, so, uh, but next time I'll remember that. And it's the usual, it's what you might expect an SAS lounge to be, lots of 
bleached wood and herbal tea. Uh, it was only in London for a couple hours, and the SAS flight to Copenhagen left on time. It was quite a contrast, actually. It was an MD-80, an old McDonnell Douglas plane, the same planes, I think, that Jetsco used to fly, if I'm correct. And actually, Jetsco, I think, used to advertise them as being quieter. They didn't seem to be all that quiet, perhaps because I was seated in row 32, and if you looked out my window, the engine was right there. And I don't mean like, you know, 25 feet away strapped to the wing. I mean, if I could open the window, I could have touched the engine. Uh, actually, for an engine that close to you, you know, I, I would have thought I would have rattled my brain apart. But it wasn't that bad, but it certainly wasn't whisper quiet. Uh, and the, the configuration of the seats on this plane, I guess because it's not, it's not really domestic, but it's sort of inter-Europe, you don't get the generous international or more generous international seat pitch. So I sort of felt quite crammed in, but it wasn't a full flight, so I had a whole row of seats to myself. Uh, no food for sale on SAS. I guess they're inter-Europe or domestic flights. Uh, they only offer free food. Actually, sorry, I'm confused. The jet lag showing through. They did have food for sale, but uh, they didn't have food or beverages to give away. You had to buy everything, and I decided not to. Uh, got a little bit of sleep on that plane, and then arrived on time around 3 o'clock Copenhagen time here. And, uh, boy, that airport in Copenhagen is uh, way different than any airport I've ever seen. It's wood floors. It's got a it's a quiet airport, they call it, so there's no boarding or de departure announcements at all. Um, so it's not quite, you know, you couldn't sleep there easily. But uh, but it, it really shows you how noisy most airports are. Uh, had to go through customs there, and just like in France last month, it was just a stamp of the passport and welcome to Europe and no questions or anything else. Uh, down to the end of the departure hall, bought a ticket for the train into Copenhagen. Uh, sort of got suddenly perplexed by the fact that everything was in Danish, although there were, was often and is often, I think, I've experienced uh, even since then little English translations in yellow underneath the big Danish. Uh, Got a train into downtown Copenhagen, managed to find the tourist information center. They gave me directions to walk to my hotel, and it was about a 20-minute walk, and I was completely exhausted by the time I got here, and I'm still completely exhausted, but uh, I've decided to power on through and go to bed at a normal time, Copenhagen time, so in theory I'll get up tomorrow morning bright and refreshed. Um, I guess that's about it. It's, it's beautiful and sunny here. There are bicycles absolutely everywhere. I'll try and take some pictures of those. And in fact, there's this scheme where you can stick a, I think it's a 20, I'm not even sure what the coins are called, a 20 cent kroner thingy coin in the bicycle and uh, drive it around. And then it's sort of like the shopping cart system at Loblaws in Canada. Uh, you bring the bike back to another similar place and stick it back in and you get your money back. Uh, so I might try and do that, uh, perhaps once I've regained my legs a little bit. And uh, I've got a free day tomorrow, I guess. I think it's Thursday. And then there's a meet-up for the Reboot Conference tomorrow night. And then the conference itself starts Friday. So I've got a little bit of time on this head-end to experience Copenhagen. And then I don't leave till Tuesday. So I've got uh, Sunday and Monday on the other end, too. So... I'll be checking in from time to time on the blog, and as I can podcast, I will. Uh, I noticed when I was doing some testing that the 
microphone or the Mac or the iMic, the buzz has returned. I'm not sure where it's coming from. I've tried to turn off all the electronics in this room, but uh, and I'm not even sure if it's still here. But if you notice a buzz in the background, I apologize, and I will try and isolate it for my next recording. Anyway, this is Peter Rukovina in Copenhagen. It's Wednesday, June the 8th.